Wait, keep that in there. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Welcome back to Crime Easy. Somehow the world will change for me and be so wonderful. <laughs> My welcome to Quarter Life Crisis, guys. This is your host, Janine Albertson. And I'm your other host, Maddie McHale. And we are literally yes. recording this at midnight. So don't judge us if you hear our voices all crazy. But um, we're really excited for this episode. This is more like a serious episode that we're going to have today. It's about a topic that a lot of you guys ask me questions on my Instagram about. And it's about real estate because some of you know that I work for real estate, but I'm not a realtor. Um, Wait, you're not? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says that. And I'm like, no, no, gotcha. I just do marketing. So there's still topics that I am not very knowledgeable about. So we decided to bring somebody that's knowledgeable because we're trying to figure out or shed as much as you guys are. So sometimes we need a little help from somebody that actually knows their shit. Heck yeah. Uh, don't ask me about anything about owning a home in my 20s because I wouldn't be able to tell you shit. Um, but it is definitely awesome to have somebody on that is knowledgeable about that stuff. Also, not to mention kick ass in it because she does really, really well. Um, so what more, what better person to have on than someone that can talk to us about possibly purchasing a home in our 20s someday so not only are we learning well Junie you already have a home but not only are we learning but our audience our target audience is as well which we just realized that we are reaching our target audience currently Ooh. our our quarter life crisisers out there woo woo uh, and um, yeah so this topic is going to be a little bit you know more of like a realistic realization, uh, get your shit together type topic, um, which we understand sometimes you guys like more of our girl talk episodes, but it's part of your 20s, guys. It's, it's time to start thinking about it's ownership. time to grow the hell up. Okay, so we're going to have this serious topic, but we do have a surprise because next Wednesday episode, Maddie, what's going to happen next Wednesday? Oh yeah. Next, next week. So we're actually going to, we did kind of like a double, double header tonight. Um, so we did part one, which is more of the serious, um, serious topic that we're going to be talking about trying to own a home in your twenties and how you, it is possible. Um, and then next week we're going to get into the juicy topics. Um, and we're going to be talking more about that girl talk stuff and love life and some fun dating stories. So, um, we are super excited to have on uh, Mackenzie Cox. How are you, Mackenzie? Welcome to our podcast. How are you doing? Oh, I am so wonderful and I am so excited to be here. I really appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, thanks so much. We're excited to have you on. Um, Junie had sent me um, your profile and said, we need to have her on. I feel like she'd have a lot of good content and I was super excited. So I was like, that's it. Call her up messenger. <laughs> and here you are. Yeah. <laughs> it all started. Honestly, I remember when we first launched a podcast, I remember I messaged you and I was like, I need to have you at some point. Cause like, I love your energy. And, um, so a, a little background, Mackenzie and I used to work together. Well, I used to work for the same company. Um, so we did, meet each other at a company like company retreats type stuff that we had 
And I think it was the last one where I always thought like she looked, she had like, I don't mean to say mean, but I thought like, oh, she's really mean. Like she has that bitch <laughs> face. And she, always, she always just <laughs> oh my so God. perfect and put together. And I was just like, oh, one of those. But, <laughs> but then yeah. I got to know her in the last retreat we had, which was in December of last year. I actually got to know her and like the reality is that she's just shy. She was just like an introvert. Like sometimes she's extrovert, but sometimes she's introvert. So like, she's just shy around new people. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, I felt so bad. I was just like, I just hate it on this girl without (laughs) even getting to know her. Okay. Trust me. I do have resting bitch face. (laughs) Um, Like totally swear to God on that. Um, I I don't know what it is. I'm like thinking in my my head most of the time. So like every like look and expression on my face is just not nice. I don't know how to make it look good when I'm thinking. But like, yes, like she said, I'm like 60% extroverted, but 40% introverted. So it takes me time to warm up to people. And I have to like, it just like you, you see it. I kind of I open up quickly, but it takes a second for you to be like, is she, is she nice? Or is like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's completely fine to be that way too. I mean, you know, like opening up to people as time goes on. I know we've talked about this before. Like I'm, you think that I just am like, Hey, yeah. (laughs) as soon as I like meet somebody, but a lot of people take the time to warm up and that's okay. Um, yeah, I, until you meet like a little judgy Nancy like me. Yeah, so this one. Like, <laughs> but immediately when we started talking, we became best friends. Yeah, like we were, so. friends, and I was just like, I'm coming, well, Atlanta, we're going out, which I still need to make the yes. trip there. I was just like, I'm bringing moves. Like we made plans, like by the end, it was like a two day retreat. And like in those 24 hours, we're like, yeah, we're going to go drinking. It's great. Yeah. And you know, hearing like that story, like just now from you, that's totally you. So. So it was oh, and my friends, my friends say the same thing. I've met half of them in a bar in the bathroom and just been like, I love your hair. Like, yes. I, so drinking helps me a little bit get out of my head and not yeah. be so RBF. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, look, you know, liquid courage, not just for dates, yeah. but also for making friends at the bar. That's this one right here. I mean, she, <laughs> he just, she will leave. I think we talked about this in our last podcast. She will leave like our group of people and go meet another group of people. And she's like, guys, I got more friends. And we're like, all right, great. We didn't want new friends, but all right. <laughs> Thanks for that. I always get like free shots or somebody following me on like Instagram that same day. It's always like really weird. I'm like, yes, what's your Instagram? What is this? But honestly, it's great. Um, I always say you never know who you're going to meet and connections, networking is everything, even when you're drunk and you have to be nice, even to like the bartender down to like whoever is dressed the fanciest, like to everybody, you have to be kind equally because you never know where like life is going to take you yeah that's that's so true Um, true. I easily do the majority of my business networking by going to restaurants and sitting and just working from a bar by myself where it's approachable you're not with other people so a lot of times um I get people looking over my shoulders what are you doing I'm like yes it worked (laughs) (laughs) yeah and 
the reason why we brought you over was last week I posted, um, I did a reel on TikTok and Instagram, I, I guess a TikTok and I don't know. No. Yeah, Junie's yeah. been killing it in the real game I, uh, lately, the, the Instagram real game. I've been making videos, so I made it in those both platforms and um, it was about a house in Fairfax, Virginia that was selling for 800K, um, which it actually is under contract and it's pending right now. Um, and it's sold for over asking price. But the unique thing about this home, and I'm sure you saw it, was that it came with a person that lived in the basement and you were not allowed to see the basement. Uh, <laughs> and the person was living there. So that's crazy. For an extra, like couple of months right I think no it sold like it was like there for three like maybe two three days and then it sold right away it had multiple offers and they were only taking cash offers oh no that's what I'm saying but they're allowing the tenant to stay in it for a little bit longer too I think from what I was reading yeah Virginia (laughs) eviction process is really weird like it takes a long time especially with the COVID restrictions are still in place Plus, whoever the tenant is, like, obviously, they don't have a rental agreement with the owner, and they do have a small child. So that makes it harder. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that crazy story, um, I posted it, and then people had so many questions about real estate. And I do work for a real estate company, um, but I'm not a realtor, which every single time I say mm-hmm. I work in real estate, they're like, oh, you're a realtor. I'm like, no. But I do have <laughs> friends that are realtors <laughs> and I try to be very careful with the advice I give, obviously, because I am not like certainly trained to sell homes and I am in the environment 24 seven, but the market changes like every single day. So it's really hard. That's not my selling. It's not my cup of tea. Like, I, I don't know. It takes a special person like <laughs> Mackenzie, but everybody was like, most of my following is like young people or like my younger friends. And even Maddie, we were talking and they're like, there's no way we can buy a home right now. Oh, absolutely not. Not I, I couldn't for sure. But th- they were all saying, I have friends that were looking for homes and they're like gave up and they were like, we're just going to rent. Um, yeah. And they say, you know what? Your twenties are not to buy a home. So I'm like, that's not true. Uh, but I'm going to let you elaborate that. Do you think that your 20s are to buy a home? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Start making money as quick as you can. But that how do is... you make money buying a home? Like, let's tell. Oh my gosh, that. because, okay, let's start with it right away. If you <laughs> are paying rent right now, you are paying somebody else. You are paying their mortgage, anything like that. Um, and if you are, when you finally buy that home on your own, you are paying yourself. You are paying yourself into an account that you get that money back later. And that money goes into an investment. So do you want to write uh, waste? Like, I'm going to say based off of like a 500,000 home, let's say your mortgage is like close to three grand, depending on what you want to put down on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you are paying more than you're probably paying for some rent prices but you are putting that money back into your account and you're taking that away with you to go on to your next investment. The people who um, are renting are tip, um, I think I've read this statistic and can probably do it a little bit off the top of my head, but it's rental net worth of people is like less than $20,000. 
And somebody who owns a home is upwards of $200,000 for their work. Wow. So that's pretty empowering right there for you to be worth like 200,000 in your twenties. Exactly. Yeah. If anything, I thought it was, I was in the negative numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. That's <laughs> Absolutely. Real. Not. Real. Um, and another thing people are always like, okay, but like the market's crazy right now. Like how do I compete myself that barely have money saved up? Right. I bear like my credit card is like maybe good. Um, with somebody that has a lot of money and investment or companies, big companies that are trying to buy these homes in this market, like, how do I compete with that? How is it finding a good realtor? Is it lowering your expectations? Like, I, I don't believe in lowering expectations anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> settling is not a word that's going to be in my vocabulary. Um, but in this market, yes, it is crazy. It's I actually like I'm, I'm like fueled by it. It's, it's, it's fun. You can be so smart about what you're doing right now um, in the correct places with the correct um, realtor, of course, like you said, helping you and guiding you along the way, you're going to come out on top. Yeah. So they need to be knowing what they're doing. We've all been new before. We've all, but, and you can be new. You can be the best and be new, but you need to be educated. You've got to do your research. So if you're going to work with a new realtor that is fresh off the bat, make sure that they have an incredible team behind them. Um, I would say that first and foremost, they need experience. If you're working with a different agent that's been in the market and everything, ask questions. That is my biggest thing to say is ask them about loan types. Ask them to um, educate you on what different programs you can do. Mm -hmm. um and next is you need I in this market you need an aggressive agent they can't just sit around they've got to be the ones sending you properties through text like not just a portal um they've got to be the ones going out there and actually fighting for it so one of the things I met with a buyer today and it was just so good. I used to think I was horrible at showing appointments because I was like, it's not enough time for them to like me. But then I, I stopped worrying about liking me and I put helping them. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, they're like, so you're our agent, right? But that was because I like sat them down. I was like, do y'all want to like really quick go over how everything works? And they're like, yes. And you just don't, you don't think like that at first in, in the agency. You're not, you're just scared. <laughs> I will say that that is one of the biggest misconceptions in being an agent on your own is you're scared of stuff, but you can't be, um, if you really want to keep going and getting ahead in the, in the market and helping your clients. So right. because you're, you know, you're really wanting to help your clients. You care about your clients, but in the end, you know, like you, it, this is your job, you know, so you want to come out on top as well. So I feel like that would be in the realtor world right now. I feel like that would be a struggle with, with how like high the market is. And then also I'm just curious, is it better? This is just more of like the realtor aspect, like asking you, is it better that the market is higher now for realtors or is it better when it's lower? Like just basically sales wise. I mean, when it's slow, yes, of course. It, uh, since we do have an 
7% fail rate in our industry after five years. So 87% of those agents that got into the industry um, five years ago may or may not be here now. Um, so yes, when it's slow, those ones that are just kind of picking apples off the bottom and just doing the bare minimum, yeah, they're surviving. But when it's like this, this is when it's really weeding out the agents who can get stuff done and it's showing off the ones that have the skill set and the ones that really are passionate about helping people in real estate. And what would you tell somebody that's in their 20s and they're like, I want to buy a home when I get out of college, what do I need to start? Obviously, I don't have a lot of money. I'm just getting out of college. I don't have the income that somebody that's in their 30s, 40s will have. What do I need to do to make sure like I get a good loan? Mm -hmm. I get a good, like, is it your credit score? Do you need to save some money? Is there programs out there for people to put zero down? I, I, I'll personally like, like, can I use myself as an example? Like I live in Northern Virginia. It's, it's not cheap here. And I'm a teacher currently. So we all know how that goes. We don't make a whole lot. I have maybe a couple thousand in savings. Like if I wanted to purchase a home right now, is that possible? Yeah. So there are lots of ways to do it. I'm going to, I mean, it may not be the right way for everybody, but I, I like to lay out all the options. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I were a 20, okay, let's, let's just say you. So yeah. if you're looking at what you want to do next, okay, the best thing for me is to stop giving my money to a random person that's just going to enjoy this for themselves. I'm going to, I'm going to buy a house. So I'm going to buy a house for 500,000. That's probably, is that kind of what it is up in Virginia? Yeah. Townhouses. Yeah. 500. I'll say you can find some, depending on the area, you could find something for the threes and fours, but right now the market's crazy. So 500. Yeah. Ours is, ours is close to that. Wow. Which is crazy. It went up drastically and that's the um, south too which yeah. is crazy that's the and south. it's yeah and it's okay though because in atlanta our market we are now having the film industry move here we are now having the tech industry move here prices are not gonna go down for a very long time mm-hmm. uh when people want to talk about this crash and the bubble that they expect we don't have one <laughs> like we we really don't even have anything to give out to for people to like for there will be some foreclosures so that will help but that will just put us back up to a level of inventory that's back to normal we're still at about one to one and a half months of inventory depending on the area but yes i want to dive into let's talk about a five hundred thousand dollar house so you have you have multiple types of loans you've got a conventional and that's just for somebody that typically has a really great credit score. Um, you have your VA for all your veterans. And then you have your FHA loan. So that's for first-time home buyers. And this is one of my favorite. Yes, it is a hard market to get it accepted in because there are little things to it. But we'll talk about that. So generally, you're putting about 3.5% down. And... You can have as low as a 580 credit score. It may or may not work. I know that a lot of people are like, I accept that. But like, let's be realistic. It may or may not work. So that's just where it's a little bit riskier. I say 620 
is typically where you're safest and you know you're going to be able to fully be approved for that loan. Um, so that, that you're looking at, at about 17500 down for a $500,000 house. And let's break it down a little more. Yeah. All right. So that down payment, that 3.5%, you are typically going to have to, when you write your offer on the house, put 1% down. And in this market, to be more competitive, we're saying 2%. So that's called your earnest money. And that means I really, I really love this house. I'm going to, I'm going to go forward with it. Like, this is my money saying I'm, I'm really serious. So that is actually part of your down payment. So you don't have to worry about that being a separate cost. So part of that 3.5% down is going to be your 2%, one to 2% of earnest money. And then as we go in, we're going to be part of, uh, I think most places call it due diligence. Mm -hmm. um, or a right to inspect places like that, things like that. And that's when we have an inspector come in um, and we have them look at the walls, the electrical, the um, water, just making sure everything is right. In this market, you're not going to typically be able to ask for a lot back, but you just want to make sure like the water, um, the water takes not broken. This is major, major, major thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you can wean a, like a couple hundred dollars to fix later, do not worry about it. That is just that. And that's the way it is. But when it comes down to like, oh my gosh, if you're going to have a $14,000 foundation issue and you don't have the money for that, I'm like, hey, this probably isn't your house. Right. <laughs> so that is typically about $500. So you're going to pay out of the pocket for that um, pretty much within five days of writing the offer probably sooner because <laughs> yeah. right now due diligence is like two to three days um and then next you're going to have an appraisal so that's ordered by the lender and that means that say you do the fha or conventional loan and you're not cash the the amount that you're purchasing the house for has to be as much as what this appraiser says the home is worth so this is what a lot of people don't understand right now, our mm -hmm. appraisal gaps. So that is huge to win in our market. And that is when you're giving up a chunk of that money. Because what we're seeing is people are purchasing for 50 to 100,000 over the purchase price, right? Yeah. So the mortgage like lender is not going to be saying, hmm, you know what? This house is always worth it. Right now, they're they're cutting us down a little bit. They're going in. So say we get the house for the house is listed at five hundred, and we wrote an offer for five fifty. I would typically no, I can't say typically, <laughs> but they they're not always coming in at full price anymore. We're not seeing that, and that's where that appraisal gap is. Is you're willing to come in a certain extra dollar out of pocket to cover that gap from the purchase price to what the appraiser said so it may or may not happen but you're putting that on the line mm -hmm. so that's the difference and that's what I have to explain to my clients each and every time because right now as a buyer's agent we're giving a lot of those up appraisal gaps we're doing zero days appraisal mm -hmm. So that means my client is at full risk of paying each dollar out of pocket that 
the lender might have said or the, the appraiser didn't uh go reach up all the way you know right, right. Tracy so what do you say people say this all the time I'm just gonna wait I'm just gonna wait for the for market the, to crash for this market to do yeah. what do you say to those people is it like oh my god I literally want to like take a picture of my face right now and just <laughs> tell them like you already waited too long mm-hmm. um because we are just seeing interest rates go up that is just the Fed protecting itself. We will not see inventory go up. So when you, everybody need, will eventually need to buy and sell a house. You outgrow it. You have a baby. Um, your finances change. You need to downsize. There's so many things that we will never not be selling houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about all the careers that like you could get rid of, but like, that's not one of them. No. So um it's just, it's not going to change for a while. There's no bubble. There's no, you're just literally going to be spending more money renting and then on higher interest rates. Now, I would say get out there now. Yeah. Now I also have seen people. Okay. So I have friends that have in the past, they can't afford a full house, but they're smart and they're like, but I still want to own something. And they're like, I'm going to buy a condo or which are like typically lower because then I can sell it and make some money out of it. Or they rent it out for more than they're making. And, you know, they still live at home with their parents. So they do have an apartment or something, but they have this other property that they're building equity and getting profit from. So it's not only like, okay, I'm going to buy a house. I feel like everybody thinks like, oh, it's like the American dream. You buy a house, you settle down. It's not always like, mm-hmm. let me buy a house for me. Sometimes it's like, let me buy an investment place yeah. that I can build equity in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like putting this, I, I wanted to say that um, to our listeners, like, it's not just like, don't think about it so close-minded. It's not like, oh, I can't buy my dream home right now. Cause like, I, I don't think I can afford my dream home. Can you afford yeah. your dream home? Like mm-hmm. what you're picturing. I feel like people picture this and this is the only thing they want mm-hmm. and they get their dreams crash when they can't have it, but there's investment opportunity out there. There, there are tons of opportunities, and like I can even go next. I'll go into what how you can do the dream house when it's not really available yet. Um, so, what you were saying on investment properties? Oh my gosh, this is the perfect thing to do if if you're really scared about like having that full mortgage and everything like that go in with a place to already have a tenant set in for a year, mm-hmm. like when you're closing on the property. So what you can do is go in a little cheaper. And it, a, lot of, um, a lot of investment properties, you, you typically, most people think I've got to renovate it. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do that. No, it needs to just, it needs to be fully livable. It needs to be free of mold, asbestos, everything like that. But it doesn't have to be perfect. Your idea of perfect is yours, not somebody else who needs a place to stay or rent. So that's something I like to tell my clients to get out of their head. And then, but what you're bringing back on that is your one, getting your mortgage paid for you on that investment. And then eventually say, so I would, I always tell my clients, keep it for two years. So you can file a homestead exemption. I 
I don't always, I'll, I'll be honest on this one. I'm not a huge component of buying and renting and holding. It, it is great as a time manager, but it's not a great money maker over time. It's not as quick as what you could do. Mm -hmm. um, so think about how much you would pay on a mortgage. So say you got the place for um, 1700 a month. Let's say you rent it out for 2800 a month. And that's what you're making. You're paying that mortgage. So you're only making that small amount over time for a long time. So what I would be doing is collecting that. And like, say you could do this at 21, buy your first property, rent it out, you stay renting. And the next thing you know, two years later, you've probably built up about another 80,000 in equity and mm -hmm. paying mortgage and then what you've gotten. So then that can go to the next place you want and say you're at a new place in your career and you can't afford that mortgage, but now you can put a bigger down payment on and get your dream home. Yeah, that's a quicker way to do it. But there's, there's a ton of other ways. I, a lot of people don't talk about this because it takes time and real, a lot of real estate agents don't, they're like, I just want to get the sale. I just want the transaction. They're not listening to their clients. But a 203K loan, I, I love it. I will use it every time I will, every time I buy a house. What is that? Um, okay, so it's, it's the most incredible thing ever. Um, learned that from my previous real estate agent uh, <laughs> teacher. But so what it is, is you are getting a loan to improve the house. Mm. So we find the place that has the great bones. We can make it exactly what you want. So yes, you do have to move a little quickly. You do have, like, I, I would tend to try to find off market properties for this. Um, it's how it works out best. But you, you need to have a general contractor lined up that's licensed and through, um, through the state. And what you can do is your loan officer will tell you basically, okay, you can afford a house up to 400. We're going to put a $100,000 of renovations in it. So each step of the way is like plans have to get drawn. So it's about a six month process. But a lot of times for us, we're in rentals, we're in um, things like that, that it's okay that we have that time frame. We're not kicked out of the house and got to find something. So you'll be asked, you'll be working with the lender, the contractor and your agent and permitting offices each step of the way. But then after six months, you get the house reappraised at the end. And all of that is factored into your mortgage. So you just got a $100,000 loan and now you're only paying on the normal 500 that you said you could afford anyways. And you said, you said that was the 203. A 203K loan. And you can okay. do this with conventional and FHA, which I love because that's for first time home buyers. So you can so do both together. You can't do the two loans together, but both type of loans offer this program. Oh, okay. So program. I didn't even, I have never even heard of that. Me either. To the point that yeah. you can get like a, like a property that just needs renovation yeah. and then make it like what you want it to be. And you can- So all of, yeah, all of these Crazy. people that 
um, they, they're like, I'm missing out on the property. I'm not winning it or it went above my price. So I'm like, have y'all thought about this? Because I have so many people that look at me and they go, my lease doesn't end for six months. I'm like, you are perfect. <laughs> y'all good? Yeah. <laughs> this is for you. That's, hard. that's, that's, hard. that's great too. Like here, I never even thought about it. And I work on this and I literally, none of the agents that I work with have ever mentioned that to me. Ever. A lot of people don't do it because it's a time thing. Well, that's great to know. And I will say like having a realtor, it's like a good realtor. It's great. Cause I like, I just bought a house in January and we actually got it in this market under asking price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They close in under asking. And like, people are like, what? Like when we said, like we were looking at a home, I wrote, it's like, good luck. Like I haven't been able to find anything. We had like an amazing realtor that was like a beast. She like moved within the same weekend we saw the house or offer got accepted, which was under asking price um, with everything. Like we still did appraisal. We still did like inspection. Like we didn't waive anything. Um, They had to repair a bunch of things that we asked for. (laughs) We obviously Mm -hmm. had to compromise. We had a long list after the inspection and our realtor was like, all right, guys, like let's sit down. This is this is unrealistic. Like there's things that you can change Mm -hmm. and it's not that big of a deal. And then there's things that we need to get done that it's a lot. It's a must. Yeah. So, well, also that was, you put offers down on two houses or a couple? On two. And then one of them didn't get approved. Like, I mean, one of them, they, you obviously they didn't take our offer. Um, but then the next day we went to see this house that we bought now. And it was like, thank God this one didn't get approved because like literally this house is so much better. Oh yeah. They're, the house that they bought is beautiful. It's great. It's like in a great location. It has an awesome yard. And we tell the inside people, so nice. like we got it under asking price and they were like, what? And I'm like, it's because we had an aggressive agent that was mm-hmm. like, you like that literally made sure that their agent even didn't know like all the things that the house didn't. Like she was like, well, this house doesn't have this, this, and this, and this. So it doesn't, it's not realistic what you're asking for. Like she was aggressive in this market. We got it down, sold. It was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, so it all depends on who you work with. So if you ever think about investing or buying someone in Atlanta, you for sure need to contact Mackenzie. <laughs> I mean, and that's what I always say is, um, in this market, it can be discouraging. Um, I I like... I'm a, I'm a semi-therapist for some of my clients. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and it's not in a bad way, but I have to be in my, in my best headset because I need to be encouraging them, letting them know that this is just, this is how it is right now. It's okay. And what happens is like you said, you get in the right house, mm-hmm. the right way, the right time. It all works out for the right reasons. And you missing out on that first one, was a godsend. Honestly, it was. And we had seen the house that we purchased before, like on Zillow. And we were like, oh no, like the pictures that they took, (laughs) they didn't show the yard. So it looked like it didn't have a yard. Like they took like, they didn't take pictures of the backyard. So we- And I asked, did the agent send it to you after you'd already seen it the first time? And then you thought maybe you'd just go for a second guess? No, it was okay. really, um, so 
basically my boss was helping us. So I was the mm-hmm. one doing the agent yes. process. Tom and I were looking for the home since she was doing us a favor yeah. by helping us because Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like um you know it was like a friend like I work with you and you're helping me but that didn't slack her off on like the process of putting an offer on mm-hmm. all that like she was feisty oh yeah um but I'll say I remember I saw it and I was just like nah and then I was like Tom let's just go see this home let's just go see it and then when we got there it had an amazing I was like oh my god it does have a yard yeah so <laughs> I, I think I don't know if it was the first house it obviously it was the first house but I remember Junie texting me saying, you know, we're really excited about this house yeah. and we put an offer in and I'm pretty sure it was the first one. And then you had, and this goes back to what you were saying, you know, like it was a godsend, like if it's meant to be, it will be. And that goes for anything. Um, she had said that the, you know, someone else had offered higher and they didn't get, they didn't get the offer get the house what I don't know what the term is for it and I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and Junie's response was eh, it wasn't meant to be so I'm just like all right well <laughs> the yeah. search continues and thank god because you got you ended up finding like the most perfect house for you guys honestly I pray I prayed a lot about it because I was like I was bummed at first because when I saw that first home you know you're buying it I I'm not from here so I'm actually the first one in my family from my mom's side that I purchased a home in the U.S. So like mm-hmm. that's a bit I didn't think you. I know <laughs> many of us like that listen to this like you're young like maybe your fam- like nobody has purchased a home in your family or you simply just want to make that happen for you. Yeah. You have a place um, I love to entertain so that was a big thing for me like I, I want to have the space and she is, am- let me just say, she's amazing at entertaining and putting on parties. And oh, I already am like planning my trip up. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's so much fun. I mean, I- we, we did like a little Galentine's Day party there at her place and it was a blast. She had like every little detail down to, a, you know, oh to God, a T. So- it but, was great. But like the first home that we saw, like, I just thought, I'm like, it's perfect. It was brand new. It was built in 2018. And I was just like, oh, this is perfect. But in, then, and, and thinking, it was like, it's small, it's perfect. I love this. And I was not getting it out of my head. Then they said, no, I was bummed. But I was like, you know what? It's okay. Next day, we went to look at this home. And I was like, this is it. This is, and it was the, the worst day in it. Like the tenant, they had tenants in there. So they didn't take care. Like, no, I'm not saying like the home itself, but like it was dirt, you know, like you yeah. have to clean and blah, blah, blah. But long story short, get a good agent make sure you don't settle um and think big like I know that you had like first time home buyers are like I don't know really what can afford but don't settle for like something that you know you're not going to be able to be happy in because that's your home and that's where you're going to live and if you're not happy where you're at it's going to be a process so like just think about the things that you can renovate change or not when you go into home like yeah. Don't, the, so the takeaways: don't settle and get yourself a good ass realtor like Mackenzie. Yes, and that is at like ha, make sure that they ask you questions. Like that is so important because then the more questions they ask, the more helpful they can be, and the more opportunities they can provide for you. Absolutely. And I also want to say just how you said ask questions for them they like you're interviewing you're hiring a realtor so you're allowed to interview as many realtors as you want 
and don't settle for like you I, a lot of people make that mistake they meet with one realtor and they just go with them because they don't know mm-hmm. you're hiring somebody to help you yeah so you are you can interview as many as you want and see what they they offer what they don't um what questions they ask you and who you vibe more with sometimes it's about personalities and you i will also say be honest with your partner and be honest with your realtor doesn't matter they're not gonna judge you they're not gonna judge you you have to tell them they're gonna be like just tell me 100 what's going on because that's yeah. the only way they can help you you have to be transparent oh and every single time is we can only help more with more information mm-hmm. so if there's something you're leaving out even like wow i mean I'm, I'm, I try to be so positive, but if it's, if, if you're going into foreclosure, if you're missing payments, if anything like this, that is the first thing we need to know. <laughs> we can figure it out for you. Mm-hmm. Do not be ashamed. Do not be scared. Like, oh my gosh, I wish I could tell that to everybody. And like, if we joke about it at the tape, at the closing tables, I'm always telling my clients, bother me, text me more. Like you're not bothering me. I promise you that is you are not bothering your agent. They think they're bothering you. Mm-hmm. So text them. We are not mind readers. We try to be. We're better at therapy, but just we can't read lines yet. So text us. If you yeah. see something, if you like something, send it. Like our job is to be talking to people and just up people's butts all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's amazing. Now that we talked about all this realtor stuff you guys are going to listen to we also talking about being honest Mackenzie has <laughs> another she has a nine two well it's 24 7 realtor right but on top of that she's getting into something new that we want to share with that we're obsessed with by the way <laughs> that we're really really obsessed and this is this is the real reason we have her. Just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> the real reason we have her on the podcast. But we want to get to the juicy stuff now. We did promise, um, you know, to everybody that wanted to listen about, you know, like real, like uh, real estate and buying a home in your twenties. I know it's it's a big dream for everybody. Mm-hmm. And now I think this is going to be a two uh, two part series because yeah. we have spent some time. Yeah, we're talking we, more than what we thought we were. We always do this, Maddie. We I know. Always, like, I know. I, like, I think we got some good real estate content in for everybody to learn enough we, that we can move on. Yeah, we definitely did. Our plan before going into this, we're like, all right, we're going to spend 20 minutes tops on the realtor. <laughs> And, you know, like <laughs> buying a home in your twenties and, and then, and then we're going to get to the juicy stuff. And, you know, but an hour okay. later, but sorry, okay. I can talk, <laughs> get uh, the wine out now. All right. You know, honestly, it was good. We, we didn't even know about that program that you mentioned. So I hope that somebody out there is listening to this and they oh, ask yeah. whoever they're going to buy a home, ask for that. It was helpful for me even. So um, thank you. So this is going to be a two-part series. So if you want to get to the Mackenzie on what 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 can we call it Mackenzie like at night Mackenzie her 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 Instagram is I like to say it's more me unscripted yeah Mackenzie unscripted not not the professional Mackenzie not your realtor but your girlfriend not that I'm not I just let my hair down a little bit more and I oh yeah girl yes I realized (laughs) I got way too far from myself by being so scripted and perfect 
and trying to be perfect. And Sorry, I'm not perfect. That's exactly <laughs> the first time we tried to do this podcast. We had it like we kind of script it. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of people tell you like script and do this and, and like, you know, it- have a to- have this topic to talk about and have that to talk about. And, and it didn't work for us. It was awful. We were like, this yeah. sounds so like robots uh, uh, like we, we sounded so bad so we now we don't even have a, like we have topics we have questions that we want to ask yeah but it's not like we have to do it this minute and basically like we don't even pay attention to the time when we record no ab- no absolutely not um, and then also you know you were talking about you know letting your hair down and honestly I would so much rather you know, vibe with someone like that rather be, I'm just, I'm like a very open, like, you know, wear my heart on my sleeve kind of person. And I'm the same way. Like I let my hair down all the time. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, we're super excited to get into this type of topic with you. So if you want to listen to this topic, you have to come next Wednesday again. Mackenzie's going to be here with us again to hear all these different details that we're going to talk about, about love about relationships, about, you know, like everything that a woman goes through in her 20s. And Mackenzie's going to put herself as the example. And she's just going to give us her real life stories to kind of discuss over here. So it's going to be pretty interesting. So just tune in next Wednesday, guys.